Righto, you legends, before we rip into another episode of the Deadass Podcast, I'd firstly like to thank our major sponsor, Country Tracker Caps, for the continued support of the podcast. You will find their merchandise at thecountrycompanies.com or if you'd like to design your own cap, head to countrytruckercaps.com. Knuckles has fired up a discount code for the pallbearers. Type in Deadass at the checkout to receive your discount. That is D-E-A-D-A-S-S. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Welcome to the Deadass Podcast. You know what you need, Brian? You need a drum roll? Da, 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 da. Trained by day, dead ass podcast by night. I'll do it. I'll do a dodgy one. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Dead Ass Podcast. I'm Brizy. Um, we're here today with a special guest, a uh, friend of ours, a local fella, Cooper Rush Royal. How yes. are you, mate? I'm good, bro. I'm good. That's good. Now, uh, for people who don't know, um, Cooper is, I would say, the future of MMA for Australia, and um, I'm sticking to my guns on that one, and I have a lot of people that I know that would back that up too. So, mate, um, 
Tell us a little bit about yourself firstly, like your credentials, what you, where you are at the moment, um, what you've done as far as, the, as your fighting career yeah. is, standing. Yeah. Um, so where I am now, uh, 1-0 as a professional MMA. Yeah. Also Muay Thai and kickboxing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my amateur career, I went eight wins, two losses. Sure. Um, represented Australia at the uh, international IMF World mm-hmm. Championships, um, established myself as the number one amateur bantamweight in the country. So me and my team discussed and we're like, yep, best move now is to go into the professional rankings. So definitely. Yeah. Went professional in MMA last year, November. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations, mate. Yeah, That's that. fantastic, dude. Uh, and it's great for, um, uh, for you in your quest to become a world champion. And I certainly believe that you've got the capability. Yeah, to I do believe that. so too. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell mate. Um, with anything, uh, with these episodes, we like to get an opportunity to, sh- uh, have a listen to people's stories. So the idea of the dead ass podcast is to give everybody an opportunity to share their story or in this case, share their own eulogy. The reason why I say eulogy is because over the years of being a funeral director, I've heard thousands of eulogies read by people who share the stories of the deceased. Now, a lot of those stories are great to hear, but you would love to hear them from the person who actually passed away because there's key notes in those stories that are obviously missed out. And some of those stories are fucking bangers. And... I would love to have been able to hear them from that person's yeah. point of view. So that's what we do here. We give the opportunity for people to share their own eulogy and embed some of those stories forever, uh, forever on a podcast so that one day back in the day we can go back and listen to those stories and stuff that people have shared and um, and not hear it from a third person. Yeah. So, mate, I'd love to hear um, your story. All right. Um, from the point where you grew up. So you grew up, uh, were you born in Rockhampton? Yeah, born and raised here in Rockhampton. Born and raised in Rocky, yep. so you're yep. a local fella. Yep. Um, I'd love to hear what got you into fighting in general um, and the story behind that. And then we'll go through there and get you to the point where – and you have an announcement coming up as well. So yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go into that area first. So what, so what got you into it? What happened there, mate? What made you want to be a fighter? So if we go way back – so my brother used mm-hmm. to train Muay Thai. Yeah. Um, he trained over on the north side there under Mitchell Shooking. Um, yep. Shout out to Mitch. Yeah. Shout out to Mitchie. Yeah. Yeah. So he trained Muay Thai and, um, you know, mum would take him to the gym. Yep. You know, I'd always be really curious of what was going on. I'd go watch and stuff. And, you know, sometimes I'd jump in. I was always like a really nervous kid though. Yeah. So if I did jump in, it was, you know, once every like couple months or something like that. Like I wasn't doing much. Um, you know, time went on. I was probably about twelve at this time. Yeah. Time, time went on. Um, I guess I was I was about seventeen. I'd always had an interest in fighting. Yes. But I didn't I didn't know you could do this here. Yeah. Like I thought this was, I thought it was abroad, like overseas. Let alone like I didn't really understand that you could actually do it from here in Australia. Like like mixed martial arts. I'm talking about. Yes. I knew obviously there was Muay Thai, but. I didn't really have an interest in that. Yep. I liked it. So when I was a kid, um, and again, when my brother was training, you know, he'd come home and he'd watch like the UFC and all this stuff. I didn't know what the UFC was, but he'd show me the UFC and um, I was fascinated by the small gloves and the ability to be able to like punch and kick and all that and also like 
two takedowns, like, you know, yes. the, the whole art of it. Still liked the striking, like watching my brother and Mitchie and all them boys, but it was more so like MMA. So your first your first initial thing was Muay Thai? And then, yeah, yeah. and did you actually get started in that, or did you did you go straight into the the MMA side of it? I, w- I wouldn't even say I started in it. I just, you know, like I would I do the classes, but um, yeah, it was just mainly like I just wanted to do what my brother was doing. Yeah, like okay. that's, so you're following your brother's yeah, footsteps. Yeah, man. Like yeah, when he would go to training, I was like, oh, I want to do what my brother's doing. Yeah, um, and yeah, so I guess. Fast forward like till I'm about 17, so a good good five years, five, six years I reckon. Um, you know, he moved on in life elsewhere. Yeah. He was doing other things, working, et cetera. Yeah. I kind of left that behind um, and I'm scrolling on Facebook. But in, by the way, in this time, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing nothing with myself, man. I, yep. got, I got kicked out of school at 14. Yep, okay. Smoking weed every day, <laughs> like just doing nothing with yeah. myself. No job, sure. like going nowhere, man. Mm-hmm. And um. I'm scrolling on Facebook, scrolling, scrolling, and I find this video is Fitzroy Martial Arts. Yep, okay. Brand, yeah, Brent, shout yep, out to shout Brent. Brent, yeah, um, So, yeah, I'm scrolling this, this video and I'm watching it and um, I made of my brother's Justin. Mm-hmm. I don't know Justin. Yes. Um, Justin was in the video and I was like, hold up, that looks like Justin. So I'm watching this video and he's, you know, boop, 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 looks slick on the pads and then um, <clears throat> found out like he was fighting and stuff like this. I called my brother straight away, called him up. I'm like, hey, like, you know, like Justin's like fighting. Like Justin's a fighter. He's like, yeah, man. Like, didn't you know? And I was like, wait. So so they started training years ago. Like when I would go and watch my brother do Muay Thai, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure, could be wrong, but I think Connor actually might have got Justin into it or yeah. at least bring him along for yeah. a session. But anyway, um, and yeah, so I tell Connor, I'm like, like, He's training me. He's a fighter. Like, he's a fighter. Like, again, I'm like, you can fight out of Rocky. I didn't know this. And, um, yeah, Connor's like, yeah, of course he is, man. Of course. Like, you didn't know. And I was like, no, I didn't. I was like, what? He was, I don't know where Connor was. I think he was living away at the time. But I just hit him up and I'm like, man, can you please take me to this gym, man? Like, I want to go. I want to start. I want to do all this. So he's like, yeah, righto. I'll take you um, at the start of the next year. Yeah. So a couple months went by and I'm waiting for January, man. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. <laughs> Boom, January comes around. He promised me to take me. Yeah. And I, I just, I told him, I was like, you take me that one time because, again, I'm super shy kid. I told yes. him, you take me that one time. You won't need to take me again. Yeah. So, Boom. He took me that first time, man. And I remember seeing Brant and, you know, Brant's like, oh, yeah, what do you do? And I'm kind of just there like nothing. Like <laughs> I don't do anything. He's like, oh, do you work? And I'm like, nah, I don't work. Like I just want to do this stuff. This yeah. is all I want to do. And yeah, man. So. You knew straight away, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. As I wanted, to do, I wanted to do MMA, but I didn't want to do it to just be fit or yeah. to be cool or. It was like just it, it was like it, it was calling I, to you. I wanted to compete. Yes, compete. It, it was never just to be a good like athlete or anything like that. Like I wanted to compete. It was the competition. It was the videos that like when my brother would show me the two yeah. people in the cage with the crowd around. Yeah. That's what I knew. Like that's what I want. Wow. Um, so, yeah, he took me to that first session, man, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, like, didn't soon look as back. He, nah, as soon as he took me to that first session, man, boom, and I was like 17 and a half. Yeah, I was almost 18, and I knew, like, 
I'm going to do this till I'm at least 37 or something. <laughs> and and you must have a nat, you must have had, you just must have taken this on so naturally too, mate, because you've got like a real good style about you. Yeah. You know, like, says that. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful to watch, mate. It really is. Um, So, you know, for someone who technically didn't start till they were 17, yeah. you know, that's a little bit later on in life yeah. as a part of someone just starting and then to be at the quality of the level you are now. You must have just you just gelled to it. Yeah, fighting lifelong martial artists and beating them. So yeah, 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 of course, yeah, hundred percent, mate. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, and just a natural talent for it. Like, I mean, I've, mate, I've felt it. (laughs) Okay, when I've done some rolling with you, doing some jujitsu, you got one of the nastiest guillotines ever, mate. Yeah, (laughs) you giving me a chiropractic adjustment a couple of times. I actually um. I started. I started with the striking. So mm-hmm. when he saw me, when my brother took me to the gym January, yeah. Um, I want to say a good six months. I was purely just doing the striking. Yeah. But again, it was not that I didn't want to do the jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. I was just shy man. Like, of course, yeah. He took me to the striking class, so I only knew the handful of people that were in the striking class. Yeah. I was too nervous to go do the jiu-jitsu class. But yeah. I finally, once I got into the jiu-jitsu, then I was like, oh, like. You know how it is. You're so nervous to do something and then you do it and you're like, fuck, why didn't I do this earlier? <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. I had been wanting to do jiu-jitsu for about two years before I actually built up the courage to go and do my yeah. first lesson. Yeah. It was one of those things like I always had an appreciation for it, loved it, loved everything about it. But it was that same same thing. I was just too shy, too nervous to go in there. I, I don't know why. I got no idea because as soon as I did that first, first thing, they welcomed me in. Um, they ha- they had a great um, uh, like a great uh, family orientation yeah. type system there. The atmosphere, the, the energy. atmosphere, the energy it was beautiful, uh, very welcoming. Um, but I still got my ass handed to yeah, me. Yeah. And I remember walking out of there that first time, mate, and I'm pretty sure I had fucking tears down my eyes because yeah, it wasn't yeah. because I was upset. It was like a it was like this weight had been lifted off my shoulders of stress and all this other shit. And then it was just like, holy crap. Like it was all, everything was getting released. Like yeah. the only thing at that point in time, and I'd never felt anything like it. Like I just didn't want to die. Like people strangling me. Yeah. <laughs> um, bars, guillotines, yeah. whatever, yeah. you know, head and arm checks. So it was, but it was humbling yeah. and it was awesome. So you, you know how you said you wanted to do it a while before you mm-hmm. did it? Yes. Why did you want to do it? Because I'd always, had an appreciation for it. I had a love the UFC, love mixed martial arts yep. stuff. Big fan of it. As a kid, I did striking as a kid. I did Taekwondo as a kid. So I did, um, uh, and I got my black belt in Taekwondo. Um, but the problem was, like, I'm, I logically think about things and I could understand that there was a big weakness in that. Taekwondo game. One, yeah. it wasn't as nowhere near as contact as boxing, Muay Thai kickboxing, anything like that. But then also, too, anyone that would take you to the ground, you're fucked. Yeah. So I thought at that time, too, I was in the middle of doing my funeral industry stuff. And there's nothing worse than me. I mean, you still get injured doing jujitsu, but. I think you're a bit more prone to copping black eyes, busted noses and stuff like that with a heavy contact sport. Yeah. I didn't want to do training uh, Tuesday night and then go and do a funeral or speak on a funeral the next day with yeah, a black, black guy. Up and yeah. they're like, who's this guy that's <laughs> yeah. handling this? It looks like he just had a box on before he yeah, goes and does yeah, a funeral. Yeah. So, you know, I um, so I wanted to go with something that I felt like I could still be very grueling 
very um, effective and also um, you still a good sense of for protection as well and yep. defense and stuff. And I just found that that, that jiu-jitsu was just right up my alley. Yeah, nice. Bro. Yeah, so um, so you so you started at Fitzroy's, yeah, at Fitzroy yep. Martial Arts, and then where did it go from there? Where, how long were you training until you actually had your first fight? So, when did you get in the first time? Um, so we started started January twenty seventeen, I think that was. Yep. Um, yeah, because it was the start of the year. So yeah, twenty seventeen, um, and then I had my first fight. Uh, I think at the end of at the end of twenty, I was the. It was about two years, man. Sorry, yeah. but yeah, it was about yeah. two years. About two years. Yeah. The dates are a little bit. I'm yeah. not too sure at the moment. That's okay. Did you? Think, but yeah, it's about a good a good year and a half, two years. And again, I wanted to compete straight away, but I, I didn't know how to like mm-hmm. how to approach coach brand. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to. And what was it? Was it Brant that came to you and said, nah, "Hey, look, nah, mate, nah. no, you, uh, it was you, you, you were pestering. Yeah, like, I want to yeah, get so in. I want to get in. Yeah. yeah, I think we're, um, yeah, there was some fight shows and stuff, and I was just always waiting for the perfect time, you know, because just super nervous, man. I didn't know how to approach him. And then we we're talking about a fight show or something. It might have been a UFC that was just on, and I just said, "Hey, man, like I want to fight. I want to fight." And I think he was like, "What you want to fight?" Yeah, right. And I was like, "Yeah, I want to fight. Like, let's get me a fight." So we got me a fight and. Oh, that was all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Yeah. Now, how the was the whole it? time I wanted to fight, man? The yeah. whole time, just how? And how? so you got your first fight, right? Yep. And what was what was the energy like? What were you feeling? To run that through with me, because like me personally, I would have been shit in my pants, and I would yeah, have been nervous yeah. as hell. I would have been, you know, and I, I have been from all those other competitions of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I remember my first jiu-jitsu comp. I couldn't even hear myself speak. It, yep. Everything just went silent, yeah, and it just went weird. I remember Brant um, saying stuff to me, and I couldn't hear anything that breathe, he was saying. Breathe, breathe yeah, <laughs> yeah, breathe. Couldn't hear anything. So, what was run us through the um, the experience that you were going yeah. through at that point? What was it like? Were you nervous like that, or were you more like, you know what, I, this is what I'm training for. I got this. I'm taking it. Well, how did you feel? Um, it's funny actually because. My whole life, man, like whether it was sports day, mm-hmm. you know, you're running the 100 metres or speeches at school, man. Yep. Never did a speech in my life because I'd just get sick before and I'd just tell the teacher I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yep. Yeah, like I'd just be so sick like on sports days, anything, any sort, of, any sort of like competition or footy games, anything, man. Like I'd always be nervous. But um, this fighting stuff, I think it's just inside me so much. Like I just love to do it so much. Um, that it just doesn't give me that it doesn't give me a negative nervous energy because mm-hmm. like the energies I would get before sports days football games and all that it was you know the sick feeling it was like a negative kind of energy yeah whereas the energy I get before my fights even my first one man it's it's not a negative energy like there's nothing that does it more for me in life yeah. than that energy like it's it's my favorite thing to do yeah so you actually you in a way, it it, it it powers you. It's your... 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that first fight. Um, My first fight I fought in Gladstone. I think it was about five, 600 people. Wow. And I remember telling myself, you know, like, I want to fight in front of 50,000 people one day. 5,000 yeah. at least. Yeah. So 500, like, that's nothing, <laughs> man. That's nothing. Yeah. 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 No, good on you, I just remember, I just remember, like, 
obviously there's an energy there. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like I don't feel anything. I do feel an energy, but I just use that energy. I feel like you can, you, it can, you can crack or like it can mm-hmm. make you, you know, break you, make you. Definitely. Of course it can break you or it can make you, but yeah, you have to rise the right level yeah. of, of being under and I've also been like, I've rose too much before fights. Of course. Um, and they've like, it's affected my performance. So it's yep. like that balance. And, balance. and and that just comes with experience over yeah. time, yeah. feeling it yeah. out, knowing what, you know, what's the best way for you to go into yeah, exactly. it. And um, so you, you've had, you, you had your first fight and then after that, how did you feel? You're like, man, I, I, this is me. I'm, this is my. This is the way I want to go for the rest of my life. I, or was it more like, oh no, nah, I'm done with it. <laughs> not a, was not it? a chance. The not second, a, yeah. the second the bell went and the fight was over, I was already thinking, when's the next one? Wow. When's the next yeah. one? When's the next one? Mm. Um, of course, go backstage and you know some of the other boys had to fight after me, but as soon as their fights were over, it's you know when's the next one? When's the next yeah. one? Let's book the next one. Injury yeah. free. Um, yeah. I've been fortunate enough in my whole career to. Yeah. Be too defensively slick to that's good. No, take that's serious good. damage. Yep. So yep. Most, and that, majority and of my bouts, yeah, majority of my bouts, like people the next day, they're like, oh, did, did you fight yesterday? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like just, just I fought last weekend. Yeah. And um, on the Sunday, you know, we're mucking around doing stuff, not training because we had to catch the train, uh, the planes and stuff home. Sure. But on the Monday, you know, I'm training yes. and then I'm playing like touch rugby league, like, and all the boys are like, you fight? I'm like, yeah. There's not a not a mark on me. <laughs> That's impressive. Did you um, uh, was there much of a layover from your first fight to your second fight? Um, so I fought at the end of November, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it was the end of November, and that yep. was my first one again. So that would have been, yeah, about eighteen months, probably probably like twenty months, I reckon. Yep. After I'd started training. Yep. And um, yeah. So the next one was february february i might be a little bit off with the dates here but that's okay i've got it on airplane mode so i won't (laughs) check but so george st pierre retired on february the 22nd Mm -hmm. and on the 23rd was my next fight right and Mm -hmm. i needed a fight name Uh, and i was like oh man like i've always loved that name man like when my brother would show me the ufc when i was younger um i loved anderson yeah. And George. George, I didn't really know what he was doing. I didn't mm. know too much about the grappling. Again, I'd only watched my brother. Yeah, of course. But I loved like when he walked out, man, and the crowd went crazy. I loved him. And then I loved Anderson. Anderson because Anderson was just touching guys, boom, boom, and yeah. sleep. Yeah. Touch on boom, boom, just slick. I didn't really like, I wasn't attracted to the brawling kind of style. Yes. I was more so attracted to, yeah, just slick striking like George Anderson. Saint-Pierre was more like clinical. It was like, yeah, yeah. I will, I will grapple you, take you down, smash you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I liked that kind of clean style. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't. Where really, it's more grubby, more yeah, get in there, dirty, you know, clinching stuff yeah, like that. Well, Whereas that didn't really, yeah, yeah, interest yeah. me. And uh, yeah. and gen- and the general crowd didn't find it interesting too. Yeah, That's the yeah. Thing. Whereas you had someone like Anderson Silva, yeah, who was doing like a, an elite striker. Yeah, like them, and people love that. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I mean, like, it's funny, I laugh now and I talk to my mum, like, we've got pictures and stuff where I didn't, like, even know what the UFC was, but I knew what Anderson was. Yeah. And yeah. I'd, I'd Photoshop, like, um, 
his trunks and stuff onto me. This is way <laughs> before the fighting, man. Way before fighting. I didn't even know what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, whatever he is, I want to be that. You want to like, be, like be like that. So, yeah. yeah. It's a, it, you have that. You've had that passion from the start. So yeah. That's amazing, yeah. isn't it? And um, was that the one where he retired? Was that the, where he beat um, Michael Bisping? Is that so the one? he, he beat was Michael that, was Bisping. That the, was that... Was that the second time he come back and then fought for middleweight title? Yeah, so I'm talking about the middleweight title yeah, one. Okay. Um, I, I wasn't into it Before in those that, early yeah. days. I didn't yeah. know what it was. Um, so, yeah, when he beat Bisping, I think he beat Bisping probably around the time I had that first bout. Yes. So, anyway, by the time the second bout comes around, I'm about to have my second fight. He he had like a press conference or something. It was the week of that fight, man, and I mm. needed a fight name. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, he's leaving the sport. I'm just about to come in. And you can adapt. And I love that name. So let's go with Rush. So, yeah, no, good. Yeah. So that's the origin of that story. I was yeah. going to ask you. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's what that is. Yeah, because he he was, even though the style wasn't something I liked, I still looked up to him. Oh, mate. He, I mean, he he's he's definitely up in the goat yeah, status. Man. Yeah. yeah. And just as far as like martial arts go, like everyone loves him. Like definitely. He's a, he's a true martial artist. Yeah, traditionalist, yeah. true martial artist. Yeah. yeah. And still one of those ones that even long after the sport, after retirement, still fantastic shape, still does. Yeah, it's a know, lifestyle, man. Li- that's it. Yeah. You know, he's in it for life. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just purely for a career thing. That's his life. Yeah. Um, so, you, and you, and you, like you yourself, like you're very strict with your, um, re- like, with doing your dieting yeah. and your training and everything like that, yep. aren't you? I, I hear that a lot from the boys too, saying yep. that you're, you know, you don't slack on any of that stuff nah. as well. Yeah, got to, got to maintain. And do you have a sort of a bit of a training program that you go with? A program, it it depends on the fight, the opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that come into factor and yep. pay for that. But are you? Do you like to sort of stay around that band and what? Um. So that's that's interesting. So. In my amateur career, I became the number one amateur bantamweight in the country. Yep. But bantamweight is 61 kilos. I was actually walking around at 61, 62. Wow. Okay. Yep. So I had fought at flyweight in my amateur career twice mm-hmm. um, at 57. That's that's my natural like weight class. Yep. No one would fight me in the amateur ranks. And we're talking amateur where it doesn't matter what yeah. your record is. This yep. is where you're learning. This is where you're developing. Give you an opportunity. Evolving to- as a fighter. Yep. I couldn't get fights, man. So out of my 10 amateur fights, eight of those were at Bantamweight against guys much bigger than me, man. Like, wow. I, I won't say names, but yeah. there's some big boys. Like, for example, you know, like a local PCYC boxing event. You're weighing yes. on the same day. I fought a guy at Bantamweight in an MMA match later on, a couple months after. We boxed the same night. This is walk-around weight. I was 61. He was 72. <laughs> Yeah, so when we faced each other in the cage um, at 61, you know, he's only weighing 61.7 kilos for 30 minutes. Yeah. 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 And, and then, then in the old scale, that's 20-something plus pounds. That's, yes, that yeah, is 20 pounds. Yeah, yes, 20 definitely. Pounds, yeah. Definitely. That's one is heavier than 155 by the time we're in. I'd say he wouldn't have been that heavy, but in the fight with me after weighing, you know, 135, 61 kilos, he would have been – at least 150 pounds, like at least. He'd be yeah. high, high 60s. Yeah. And I'm walking like 62 by yeah. the time I'm in the cage. And how was he much taller than you two? Taller, bigger yeah. frame. Like mm. moral of the story, my frame was 60 kilos. His frame was 70 kilos. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, and that's a big difference. Like you got someone, 
especially when you're grappling with someone that's at least twenty, uh, at least ten kilos heavy, heavier. You feel it. Oh, you feel every bit yeah, of it. Hundred percent. Especially if they're on top of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that. Uh, but um, heading back into your career, you you've done done a couple of fights, um, and. Then you know, like you started getting in the rhythm of it. You're feeling like it. You're like, oh man, I'm actually this is I'm getting in with somewhere. You start picking up some people, start coming towards you as well, and yep. like you start getting it together a team, and yep. uh, and then you start working out a plan from that point. So that's what happens, eh? You that's yeah. what essentially you've yep. got yourself a bit of a crew network, networking team together, yep. and then obviously after a couple of fights, you start to build up a bit of a reputation. Yep. Uh, and it starts reaching out. You did a fair. You've done a fair bit of traveling over those times too, haven't you? Yeah. Even just to go down to like Sydney and Melbourne and all yep. those places for training yep. as well. You train with some top level people. Yeah. Um, I'll let you do the name dropping. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mean, the most recent that everyone, if they follow my Instagram, they yep. would know about is George Ferocious Cambosos. Yeah, um, that's so cool. Yeah. That's. Yeah, he's he's the man, bro. We've trained together two years ago as well. First time I went to Sydney. Yeah. Um, he's just been super welcoming. Him, him and his father, man. They're they're just great people, man. And yeah, yeah. that's cool. I saw the photo of you two together, and yep. I was like, even I was like in awe, mate. I was like, wow, yeah. that's cool. To, to to be a part of you know the early stages of camp for mm. his return bout um, against Maxi Hughes, July twenty second. Yeah. Yeah, this is something I'll, I'll look back at and yep. I'll just be like, fuck yeah, like I was a part of that. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. Just, yeah, I, I truly believe um, I truly believe he'll he'll make his way back to the titles and he'll regain that undisputed. Yep. 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 Yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, yeah shout out to George. Yeah, what a legend. Um, yeah, we'll be supporting him the whole way too. Yeah, 100%. And then you never know, mate, one of those days he might turn around and say, I remember when uh, – Rush was bloody training with me and now he's yeah, in the yeah. cage world champion. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. you can yeah. feel it, eh? Hey? You know yeah. it. You know yeah. it in your blood, don't yeah. you? Yeah. And I can, like, people can see it. Even with George, man, like, it's different, man. I've, I've been around a lot of guys, like, at that level, former world champions mm-hmm. and stuff, but you can feel him. Yeah. Like, I walk into that gym. Yeah. I can feel him. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing how people can, yeah. isn't it? There yeah. is an aura that does go yes. around certain yeah. people and you, you know they are meant to be they're destined to be those yeah. kind of champions like yeah, he, that he's just about it man like mm. and i'm just about it like all all i do is this like yep. this is what i live for i don't do anything else that's and it i can tell that with him too man like he's mm. just all about it the moment we walk in the gym we're just talking about fighting yeah, yeah. and then we're training and then after the session we're talking oh what do you think about this what do you think about that and you know he's helping me out and giving me tips and pointers and yeah did you um have you had um so you did a couple of other uh, bouts as well. So you're saying that you've done a couple of um, professional ones as well with the with Muay Thai and kickboxing. Yeah, yeah. So um, I had my my first professional bout in all disciplines was Muay Thai last year. I fought that um here in te- uh, here, here locally in Rocky. Yes. Then that was in August. Then November I had my professional uh, mixed martial arts debut. That's the most important one. Yep. And then um. Again, been trying to find fights since then. You were saying this whole that's, period. that's been that's a big issue for you at yeah, the moment. Yeah, it's a big isn't struggle. It? A, a big really struggle. big struggle right now. Um, same as in my amateur career, man. Yeah. If you think about it, if I didn't fight at bantamweight, mm-hmm. upper weight class, I'd be sitting here with two amateur bouts. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, 
and the thing is, is like it's 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 a shame that that you don't have that opportunity to really showcase yeah. what you can yeah. offer, and it's yeah. hard to get those fights for you. And I mean, that's what you're having to do: step out of what you really want to do, yeah. just so that you've got something yeah. to do in the meantime, like having to do the Muay Thai yeah. and kickboxing. Not knocking it at all. That's not, yeah. but like that's not you're, you're yeah. having to take those because there's nothing available. Yeah, they're just for side you. quests, man. Like, side quests. Yeah. I, I'm talented. Like I, I know I can. Mm-hmm. move into these other disciplines and you know work and win and compete at like a high level yeah. but the goal is mma it, yeah. it's always going to be mma that's where i will be a world champion and that's where all my goals are it's, goals just, are. it's just on hold at the moment just just yeah. waiting out slowly patiently. and that, that um that when you went over to dubai yeah for the for yep. the fighting over there yeah was that you was that short notice too wasn't it yeah, so it was it was a bit out of nowhere. Um, I didn't really even know about the mm. IMF. So the IMF is like the International Mixed Martial Arts Federation. Okay. It's essentially they're trying to go the Olympic route, you yeah. know, like Olympic boxing uh, and stuff like okay, that. Yeah, sure. and they want to be – the goal is to be in the Olympics eventually. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be 2024, but, you know, who knows, maybe 2028 they yeah. might be in the Olympics. Would that be something that you'd ever consider? Or, were you, well, or, see, or once you turn professional mm. – so to go to the Olympics, you have to be an amateur athlete. I'm yeah. not sure if you knew that. No, I didn't. No. Yeah, and it's it's the same in any combat sport. You can't be an amateur. Okay. Uh, you can't be a professional. Professional and, go and then into go into amateur. it. Yeah, you can't go into the Olympics. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it did it did come out. It was very short notice. I didn't. I wasn't aware of it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of my coaches from Sydney. So shout out to Hernando. Yeah. He's um. FFT in Sydney, he's my coach. FFT. Yeah. Shout F- out to him. Yeah. Shout out Hernando. FFT family fight team. Oh, that's cool. Um. He, he hit me up and he's like, you know, they're looking for a guy to represent at 61, 61 same day weigh-ins. Yeah. Um, so it's the same as the Olympics. You, oh, there's okay, no weight yep, cutting yep, and yep, yep, no day. drastic weight cuts and all this. It's just, yep. you know, walking healthy and just fight. And um, I said, yeah, like what's what's the info? This, this, this. And I said, oh, of course. Like let me know what I've got to do. And um, the hardest thing, which I'm so thankful for, was raising the money to get over there. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the cost, <laughs> it ended up costing me like, Upwards of like 5k. Oh, it would have. Yeah, yeah for sure. Colorado. But man, I got so much support. Uh, Shout out to yourself, man. Like, <laughs> you're right, so mate. many people helped me out for that and got me over there. And it was impressive to see. They even put up some. They put up some of your fights on the yeah. TV uh, yep. at the Fitzroy Martial Arts. There. Yeah. It was good to watch, mate. It was impressive because it just sort of came out of nowhere, dude. Yeah. And, and um, and next thing you know, you're on a plane over to Dubai fighting, representing Australia. Yep. How yep. fucking cool is that? Fifteen hours. <laughs> yeah. Now, how was that flight? That would have been rough. Oh man, I've only I've only ever gone to like Sydney so and stuff like this, like one hour flights. Yeah. And then to go for like I think it was almost I think it was like fifteen hours, forty minutes that flight. Wow. So And what was it like landing over there in Dubai? Because, you know, you hear you hear what it's like. I've never actually spoken to someone that's actually been <laughs> over there, I don't think. So Dubai it's, itself, mm. even the airport, man, I th- I might be wrong, but I think it's like the largest airport in the world. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. It would be. I'm sure. They're, they're the biggest be. bloody everything. It's huge, man. Mm. And um, even when you're landing, like we landed at, I think we landed at nighttime. So you, or like early morning. So you sure. couldn't see much, but just futuristic, man. Yeah. Was it, it was like there a lot like, to take in? Like, yeah. Were you like, wow. It was 2022, but it felt like it was 2032 or something. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. It's like just futuristic. Like, yeah. not overly, but you know, there's. Yeah. All the, even just the vehicles and stuff, man, like Bugattis and mm. all this kind of. You didn't really get the full opportunity to do much there because it was still under COVID, COVID, restrict- COVID restrictions and stuff, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So um, even to get there, it was a hassle. You know, you had to 
certain people have certain beliefs, but you had to get the vaccines yes. and all that kind of, of stuff. Course, yeah. Um, and then getting there. So as soon as we landed, they like literally rushed us straight to the bus. Yeah. Um, and then straight to Abu Dhabi. So the, the competition itself was in Abu Dhabi. Um, and that's like a two hour drive, I want to say from Dubai. Yeah. Um, they stop us at the borders, man. Guys with machine guns and shit. True. Yeah, yeah. Come onto the bus. Check every single person to make True. sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everyone got all the clear, thankfully. And then we keep driving to Abu Dhabi. But this is this is what I found was weird. So you go from Dubai, mm-hmm. state of the art, everything. And that two-hour strip to Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. man, it's just dirt. It's the desert dirt. city. Like, it's literally just dirt, right? True shit. And then every now and then you'd be driving for like, you'd be driving for like 20K or something. And then you'd just see this mansion in really? the middle of nowhere. No neighbors, no nothing. So desert everywhere, white mansion, Bugattis, Bentleys and stuff out the front. Wow. And then you drive another 50K, won't see one house, nothing. Yeah, right. Boom, little rundown town. The servo's not even like, there's no one lives there. Like everything's abandoned. Another 10K. Mansion, Bugatti, all by himself. Like, it was, it was the weirdest thing, man. Wow. And then when you start getting into, like, Abu Dhabi, um, it's like a city again. It's, yeah. you know, pretty well off. Yeah. Not quite Dubai, but very similar. Yeah, that's impressive, eh? Yeah. And how many days were you in Dubai for before you come back? So, we were there for about – that's a story in itself. We were there for about six days, I want to say. Yeah. We were supposed to be there for 11 days. Okay. But um, so we land again as soon as we land on uh, in Abu Dhabi, get straight off the bus into the um, into the hotel. Yeah. And we we're in a quarantine, so that hotel was our bubble. We were not allowed outside. We were not allowed anywhere okay. else. Yeah. Um, we were allowed on the property outside to train. Oh yes. And then straight back to the like yep. straight back to the rooms in the hotel. Um, yeah, we were there for I want to say six days. So competition didn't start on the first day, but like on the second and the third day competition was. If you made it the whole way, you fought the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. If there was enough competitors in your bracket, you would fight every single day. Um, yeah, so I fought on the first day, I fought Portugal. Yeah. Um, well, their top guy, I beat him. On the second day, I fought Bahrain's top guy. Unfortunately, lost to him. So then I was out of the competition. Yep. Um, and on like the Thursday, our Australian team, majority of them started to get sick. Uh, like, hold up, what's going on here? And oh I, I no. won't name drop. I won't name drop. I know the guy. <laughs> I'm not happy with him. Yeah, I don't blame but, him. But um, he, yeah, I'm going to say this. He got, <laughs> yeah. he got a, he did a dodgy test. Uh. He made it over to Dubai. With a dodgy test. He was positive and he knew he was positive. Um, Anyway, yeah, so the team started getting sick and all this and we're thinking like, all right, stay in quarantine or risk staying in quarantine and Mm -hmm. spend your own like four grand, five grand or spend like 1,500 now and get back home. Yeah. So like me and a couple of other boys, like we just just went straight away because I didn't have that kind of money. No, smart. To stay around and stuff. But um, yeah, I would have liked to have been able to stay and, you know, do certain things. Like there was sightseeing and all that stuff after the competition ended. 
yeah. of sightseeing. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's such a shame, man. You get one tool that's got to fuck it for the whole team. Especially when I have guys like yourself and other people, like, you just got me there. Mm. And I was kind of, like, robbed of the experience in of a course. way. Yeah, of course it, you were. Yeah. Everyone asks me, 100%. Oh, how was Dubai, man? How was how was United Arab Emirates? Was like, was it amazing? What was the city like? Mm. And it's like, I landed at the airport, straight to Abu Dhabi, to the hotel, from the hotel to the venue, fort, back to the hotel, same thing the next day, back to the hotel, boom, everyone starts getting sick, so I go straight home. And that's the worst of it too, eh? Considering the fact that that clown had his fucking test positive. Yeah, and I'd already it. spent the five and a half grand to stay the whole 11, 12 yes. day period. Yes. And I only got to stay the four or five days. Yeah, that's such a shame, yeah. mate. Yeah. But there is that a possibility that you're going to be traveling around the world soon, my friend. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. That's what we want. And, you know, th- that's not my only time I went to um, the UAE. So, oh, did you? So that was January. And in March, I got a, I got a message. I was at work, man. Mm-hmm. I'm with my boss and I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't answer, I can't answer. So, boom, I sent him a message back and I was like, hey, what's up? He's like, call me ASAP. Called him and they're like, um, do you want to fight in Bahrain at 61 kilos? And I'm like, it's like a Friday. And I'm like, yeah, when? And they're like, on Monday. I'm like, yeah, of course I do. <coughs> and they're like, righto, sweet. All the accommodation, all the flights, everything is covered by the Prince of Bahrain. Like he's doing this Holy massive mixed martial arts competition. Shout out to the Prince. Yeah, shout out to the Prince of Bahrain, <laughs> Bahrain bro. Yeah. Holy shout shit. out to the Prince. Wow. Um, so it was from the World Championships in January. Yep. It was the top eight teams. Um. I'm not sure who the other six were, but two in there was obviously Ukraine and Russia. And, um, oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so they both got kicked from every sporting event worldwide. Russia and Ukraine was kicked from every, everything, yep. participating in everything. Yeah. So obviously the Prince like looked at the next few teams in the line and it was like, all right, who, who can I get to come over here? Uh, so one of the other teams he picked, um, was Mexico. Yep. And then, he was going to pick New Zealand or Australia, but we didn't have enough on the short notice. So we made like a combined like Oceania champions oh, team. Oh, okay, cool. Yes. Yeah, right, and yeah. obviously I was the first Bantamweight that got the call. Yep. So um, that kind of came out of nowhere, man. But yeah, so seven of us, there was supposed to be eight. We couldn't find a female on mm-hmm. short notice, but seven of us got the call short notice. And yeah, like the next day after work, man, or maybe two days later, I was flying again 15 hours to Bahrain. Wow. <laughs> yeah, bro. Holy smoke. And, and how, did you, if you were if you're potentially fighting on the Monday, how the hell did you were you getting like jet lag and were you how is I how got was jet lag both times. Both times. I feel yeah. I feel even like do you reckon how much like if you're fighting on a how much time do you reckon you'd need prior to a fight landing in somewhere? Would you want if a I good could week? choose? Oh man, I listen to the top athletes all the time and they they try to get 2 3 weeks out. Yeah, right. Obviously Financially for everyone, that's yeah. not always possible. Mm-hmm. But man, like a week would be ideal yeah. to like acclimatize and stuff like that. Um, Could be different, yeah. For me personally, I feel like both trips, even the Bahrain one, but that first World Championships one, again, only having been on a plane for like an hour and a half yeah. max, I ha- I feel like even by the time I flew home, I hadn't recovered from my... Of course, mate. Yeah. It takes people days even to recover. Even when I got back home and, you know... I lost, so it's like, oh, yeah. this is shit, this is whatever. I, I felt like shit physically. Well, how, how long, so you, when the, go back to the Dubai one real quick. Yeah. So you landed in Dubai, how long, how many days was it before you did your first fight? 
I think it was two. Two days. So, so you got two days of international travel, 15 hours on a flight. Then you got normal car travel as well yeah. on top of that. Trying to adjust to the climate, the altitude, everything, all the conditions would be completely different. And yeah. then you go and have your first fight and you win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an effort in itself. Yeah, I think, um, I think an important thing when you're taking a long flight like that is to train mm-hmm. like straight away. Something about that. That first day, none of us trained, so it was real. Yeah. I don't know. We all felt like shit, not just myself. And then when I got my first session in, then I started to feel like better. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, okay, now I'm feeling like myself a bit more. Yeah. So then, then essentially the same thing happened again when you flew over for your... Yeah, to Bahrain, it was Bahrain. worse. And I was think... It? I don't know if it had something to do with preparing for it, like yeah. for the flight, not for the flights. Like yeah, yeah, flight. yeah. Yep. Man, I'll fight right now. Yeah, of course. I don't, the fighting is <laughs> no issue for me. me. No issue yeah. at all. But the plane, I don't know. They do something to me like neurologically. Mm-hmm. But after the after the Dubai trip, I went and seen a few doctors mm-hmm. because I felt still jet lagged or mm-hmm. I felt I, I was getting bad motion sickness. So we were in any of the boys, if they're watching this, they'll laugh because I was in the hotel and I'd feel like the hotel was moving. Emotion sickness. Yeah. And I still yeah. had this I still had this for weeks, man. Yeah. Weeks. And then same thing happened in Bahrain. Um, it was a bit worse in Bahrain. But um What did the doctors say? They kind of they, they were, just said you got like a bit of like an equilibrium thing with the emotion, or is it just you're not used to having well, like I was thinking vertigo, be, man. Yeah, I, was, okay. I was thinking like the worst. Yeah, okay. Because it's, I don't know if you've ever experienced like the motion. No, I've had motion sickness plenty yeah. of times, but you know what? It's like anything like uh, going from going from one little domestic flight to a massive international flight, not being accustomed to yeah. that style. Yeah. That, you know, you could feel that motion yeah. sickness you for know, several like when days. When you land, you wait an hour and you're like, oh, it's all sweet. Like, I'll yeah. get back to normal. Yeah. And I'm like waiting two hours, mm-hmm. three, four, five, and I'm like, when am I going to like start feeling normal again? Yeah. And both times it wasn't until way after I'd already come back home for like a week that I started to feel normal again. Yeah. 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 I remember um the Bahrain trip again, this one was short as notice landed on the Monday and we fought like the Tuesday morning. Like we were not even there for really like not even two days and we fought. Um, And I remember like feeling super sick, man, that whole time. The only time I felt normal was when we were training. Yeah, and then I remember the the fight day. I was feeling super sick, and we got matched up first against Ireland. So like, I fought Ireland's number one guy. Yeah. Um, as soon as I started warming up, man, like you know, before I'm warming up, I'm feeling real, real sick, and I'm like, oh, man, like, I'm not even gonna be able to perform. Like, I know, like, I was watching this guy's tape, and I'm like, I'll smash this guy. Like, if we fought a hundred times, I'll beat him a hundred times. Yeah. But because like of how I felt, I was like, oh. It's 50-50 here. Yeah. As soon as I started warming up, I was like, nah, like, yeah. I got this guy. Yeah. And um, I hit my first submission on him. Ah, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Everyone thinks I'm just a striker. Yeah. Um, I know, you, I know you got I know you got some submission game, right? Yeah. <laughs> Again, touching on that. So like in my amateur career, I was super, super like dominant on the feet, I guess you could say. Yep. Not so much on the ground. But these guys have got 10 kilos on me. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't able to get submissions. It was all just striking. And yep. then if they were able to dominate me in like the, not dominate me, but a couple of my fights, I literally just got like held on the cage. Yes. No damage, no effectiveness. But if they're holding me there, it's my job to get out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
But again, I, I honestly think that was a size thing. Yes, of course it would if, have been. If you're my size, you're not holding me on the cage. No. No, oh. and and yeah, I know that's true. Because yeah. you are strong, you are very yeah, strong. Yeah, you reckon? Your, oh shit, shit, hundred <laughs> percent. Ah, <laughs> yeah, you got an arm on you. Um, but uh, and I was speak, I was actually speaking to Murph about that the other day. Actually, um, one of your one of your one of your crew. Yeah, yeah. And um, he was saying that, which leads into actually, which leads into something coming up shortly. But he was talking about how he's doing some um, doing some training with you, and just yep. recently he's actually started to feel a bit of your power knowing yeah. what you're leading up to. Yep. So he was saying the same thing. I was like, "Yeah, mate, I know exactly how you, yep. how that feels." Um, so you've got uh, so you've done you've done all those travels, and that I mean that's amazing in itself, mate. That you're able to to accomplish that and do it such a short period of time as well. Yeah, you know, um, and once again, like I said. Short notice, call, fly over there, deal with all the jet lag. Climatizing. Pace to stay ready, man. Like oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's a testament to you, mate. Yeah, and, that's, and then and you I stay and ready you get the, all year round, like yeah, because you yeah. never you never know when these calls will come. Well, that's it. And you're in that position where you it looks like you it's gonna be those ones. It's gonna yeah. be those calls where yeah. it's gonna be those random just yeah, no good getting the call here. and you're like oh, I'm not in shape. Oh, mm. I've got this coming up. I've got this coming up. Like. Well, it's a testament to your you commitment. You get that call, you gotta take that. You gotta take that chance, yeah. man. Straight and it's a yeah, it is a testament to your commitment to the to the sport and um, to this lifestyle. And uh, obviously, you know, just not having that availability for these fights. I mean, I'm sure. Look, if if you were in America or something, mate, you'd have you'd have them lined up, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, you know, it's and that is, I mean. Australia, we're lucky that they're and because Australia does have some absolute killers too, yes. eh? especially in the. Um, in the UFC in that currently yep. as well. And you've knocked around with a couple of them yourself too, yeah, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. So Volk, I've trained with Volkanovski. Have you? Um, down at his camp, freestyle. That would have been cool. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, didn't get to spar with Volk. Yeah. Because, you know, coming from Rocky, not many flyweights or bantamweights yep. guys my size. So as soon as I seen some bantamweights and some flyweights, I'm like, I'm sparring with yous. <laughs> like, hey Alex, but I need some rounds. I need some. These rounds are gonna better me. Like it would have been cool to spar with Alex, but I'm like, oh, I need these rounds more. Of course, yeah, yeah. definitely. There will be but, plenty um, of time. I've seen, I've seen some guys. You know, their ego might start playing a bit, and you know they start yeah. trying to touch Alex up. And I've seen Alex shut hurt him down. Some guys, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. If if you don't, if you don't. You know, if you're just sparring with him, mm-hmm. he's cool as man. He yeah. he just spar. Yeah. But if you if you throw some leather, that's the champion of the world, man. Mm. He's a champion for he's a reason. He's gonna show you he's the champion of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah. seen some bad ones, bro. True. Like, oh no. Like for minutes. Yeah. I I'm star. I get starstruck when I go and see any any UFC fighters. I went to Perth at the beginning of the year. Um, and that was an experience in itself, mate. I absolutely love that that atmosphere. Like I've never like I've been to all the different um, venues, you know. Like I've gone to a football game, I've gone to a soccer game, I've gone to a basketball. I've done all these different sporting things. Yep. I've even gone to, uh, yeah, just those things. But I have a world championship level uh, mixed martial arts. Then you put on something like and the UFC, the Mecca of all. Yeah, the Mecca. The Mecca. Um, words cannot describe 
the atmosphere that that place was given. Like yeah. it was definitely the best thing yeah. I've ever been, any live event I've ever yeah. been to in my life. That thing was just absolutely amazing. Then afterwards, me and the boys, we go out and we go and party at um, uh, one of the clubs there and, um, you know, that's where Volk had his after party. Yeah, yeah. Izzy was there. Craig Jones was there. You had <laughs> Should have been his... Um, Malarkey there. All the boys. Party for the victory. Oh, yeah. Look, I, look, I reckon so too. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon my, he had it. My mate Sam, he's yeah. a photographer for the UFC. Yep. For all their Australia events oh, wow, and cool. stuff. Um, He said it was like one of the best events he's ever seen. Mm. He also said, you know, close fight, close fight, but... Volkanovski walked himself out of the cage backstage. Yeah, 100%. You know, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Islam was walked out by his team. <laughs> I mean, say what you want. <laughs> yeah. And like till that last impression where Volk's just ground and pounding yeah. him. And, you know, they say, and, they, and that's what they said. They said the new ruling system is by damage. And like I, I'm sorry, but like there's a difference these days. It's a different situation. You can take someone's back, but you can if you're holding someone's back. I'm sorry, but I don't find that as threatening as it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially Alex, the way that Alex had it. Alex has got a good point though. In the in the press conference, he said it himself. He's like, you know, he's he's on my back and I'm hitting him yeah. and come on, let's fucking. And then he goes, oh, it's my job to get out here. Yes. Like I understand that. I understand it is, you know, same in my amateur career. I got yep. held on the fence a lot. Yes. You know, it's no good me saying, oh, what's he doing? He's just hugging me and mm. sniffing I'll, my balls. Yeah, well, you know, I just... It's my job to get out. Yeah, you know? that's true. I totally agree with that as well. But if your, if your game plan, like if your rule setting is on damage and you're holding someone, I would class that as a neutral yeah. plan. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call that... I wouldn't call that in favor of someone. I would call that a neutral point. If you had someone up against the cage and you're kneeing them or you're elbowing them or you're doing whatever, then you're accumulating yeah, Or strikes. trying to advance position. Or advance you can, position, You can yes. see that you're trying to end the fight, mm. trying to get a submission, right. trying to... But if you're holding someone, I think that I would call that neutral. And yeah. I would even say that in the same of having someone's back. Yeah, I, like, I talk well, to all of my coaches, yeah. man, and they all say that it should be damage. Like 100%. damage should be the top. Mm. You've got all your other factors that come into play, but damage should be number one. Mm-hmm. Like one hundred percent, it should be damaged. Yeah, you and like you saw, you saw his lungs. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Damage of course. afterwards. Of course. I also, I also seen Islam's control. Mm-hmm. But control damage. Um, I don't always think that forward pressure is control either. Yes. A lot of people think you know if I'm pushing the pace forward or you know controlling the center of the octagon. Or the ring, or whatever it may be, that's considered control. I don't, I don't believe so. Right. Especially if you got someone who's a counter. Mm. A lot of my fights, not all the time, but a lot of my fights, you know, they think they're going to be the one that's going to be able to pressure me and overwhelm me. Mm-hmm. And every single time, man, I'm teeing off on them. Mostly, majority of it's on the back foot. Yeah. And you look at other guys in the UFC, like Izzy. A lot of his stuff is back foot, back foot counter. Yeah. Um, Wonderboy Thompson. That's what he did at Pereira. Um, Exactly, man. Exactly. Mm. He's on the back foot. That, mm. That's not just because he's getting pressured does not mean he's being controlled. That's exactly yeah. right. It's, if anything, you could say he's controlling it. Yeah. Ex- yes. I'd, <laughs> I'd like to see – I talk to Coach Brando about this all the time. I'd like to see some sort of change to 
not the rule set, but like the judging yes. criteria. Yes, the judging criteria, man, because like they're getting pretty bad at some of them. Some of them were terrible. Mm. This one just recently. Yeah. I don't know if you watched the card just recently, but Kai Kai France, he's a UFC Oh, yeah. Flyweight. Yeah, I did, yeah, I did watch that one. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> for some reason, it glitched on my, on the UFC, on the UFC, uh, video, it glitched. Uh, so yeah. it didn't go, to, for some reason, it didn't go to the judging scoring. It just went to old mate walking out and he, and, uh, it was, um, Bisping interviewing the other fella. And I'm like, I wasn't expecting that. That threw me is off. That the, is that the UFC app? Or yeah, is that it was the, the UFC um, app. Illegal stream. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. What are you no, talking about? What are you nah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, that, <clears throat> that one. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, mate, so we were just finishing up before a conversation about the, about the UFC and being involved in that Mecca stuff there. It was yep. unreal. Absolutely fantastic. Um, obviously, that's the goal for you. You'd love to get into that one day, wouldn't you, mate? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but obviously there's some things that you've got to do in the meantime just to keep the ball rolling, I guess, and keep uh, setting the groundwork for what's to come in the future for you. And you are going to uh, step up and on July the 22nd. Yeah, you so... Make the announcement? Yeah, yeah. July 22nd is my next fight. Um, professional boxing debut. I've had multiple announcements already for professional boxing debuts that have fallen through but this one um fingers crossed will go ahead so july 22nd on the gold coast that's my next fight yeah beautiful hopefully i might be able to even get down there too have yeah, a look that'd at be cool. it. yeah for sure i'd love to see you in the ring mate that'd be yeah, great sweet man um yeah so it's been announced what uh weight is it gonna be at uh 59 kilos 59 so, yeah okay, super cool. featherweight in boxing yep. Okay, cool. And um, and how's your training going for that? So you're in the middle of camp now for that type thing? Um, Are you going to start up? What's going on? So there? I'm still training my MMA at the moment. Yep. Um, in about a week or so, I'll head down to the Gold Coast and officially start camp, like purely boxing. Mm-hmm. And then from Gold Coast, I'll go to Sydney and that's when I'll 100% just be boxing for and the who, whole camp. Who are you going to be training with in? Um, not, not too sure yet. Hopefully, you know, can get some more training with George. I've got some other guys I get some great sparring in with in Sydney. Um, Sam Goodman, actually, he's fighting that zoo card. Yes. It's like, it's like a week away. Yep. So while I was my last camp, when I was sparring with George uh, for my boxing fight that unfortunately fell through, I was also sparring with Sam Goodman, man. So, you oh, know, wow, cool. I had undoubtedly the best 61 kg boxer almost the world. You know, he's still ranked number one. So he's just behind Devin, just lost his world titles. And then yep. I had, you know... Without a doubt, will be a future world champion, Sam Goodman. But yep. this bout is his world title eliminator. Yeah. So, like, I had the best 55 kg guy in the country and the best 61 kg guy in the country. Like, my sparring for that last one, yeah, it can't get any better than that. And that's fantastic, mate. Because that pussy pulled out. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. is what it is. He I told, did see that. No, nah, actually, fuck that guy. Yeah. He, he's, <laughs> nah. He said yeah. easy work, easy work, light work. Yeah. And he, and he pulled he out. He said I was his easiest fight, you know. True oh, shit. He's got bigger fights than me. He's got this. He's got that. And then he pulled out with a broken metatarsal, metatarsals uh, okay. in his hand. Yep. Two weeks later, he announced his next fight. Uh, Come on. Yeah, that's anyway. something. Yeah. No. Yeah, well, shout out to that pussy. Yeah, shout <laughs> no, out to I that pussy. No, I can't say that because <laughs> I can't do shit. She's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> you're, you're allowed to say that. <laughs> no. Um, 
So well, all the best with this one coming up, mate. That's uh, that's great. So this is just like you said, not another one of those side hustles that you're doing just to keep you active until yeah. you can get that that main yeah, thing that so you I want. Yeah, so I think since November till, you know, this bout, we, we'd only booked that one boxing fight. But that was, again, even that was kind of a last last ditch kind of option. Yes. Because we just want MMA. We were trying to book MMA. I thought I had something in December for MMA. That fell through. Yep. Also thought we had another bout in February. That fell through. So we took the March boxing bout. That fell through. Um, so, yeah, when, when this um, – when any of these – options become mm-hmm. available now i just have to accept them even this k1 bout that i just had this kickboxing fight um i message the promoter i'm always messaging promoters every yep. no promoters are safe from my dms <laughs> <laughs> no that's good but um, that's showing that's showing your commitment to it you have to yeah definitely nothing's just gonna come to me no that's right um yeah so this bout i messaged the promoter actually against the guy who i was maybe well, we were almost matched earlier on in the year for a boxing bout and he was headlining the card in Melbourne and yeah. I just fought on. So I said, hey, you know, if anyone falls out of this bout, let me know and I'll jump in. Short notice, even if it's a week out, like let me know and I'll jump in. And he goes, cool, man. And then like a minute later, I get another message saying, hey, any chance you want to fight kickboxing? And I said, yeah, of course, sign me up. Yeah. So boom, like just like that, man, like if I didn't shoot my shot, yeah. I'd be sitting here right now. I haven't fought since November. That's exactly right. And also to... They do appreciate that as well. They know mm. that if yeah. there is that person there that can just jump in and have a crack at anything. Yeah, and, and that shows you a commitment to well, not just commitment to it, your balls to have a crack at it as yeah, well. And I think the world will get around too. Like he'll now tell other promoters like That's oh, man, exactly like, right. Fuck, Did, this you young need some fella guy on three weeks notice, this guy'll take yeah, it. Yeah. Two weeks notice, this yeah. guy will take it. And have a look at your resume. It speaks yeah. for yourself. You know, yeah. you'll jump on a plane and fly over to Dubai, you'll yeah. go over to see the prince and then Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You do all that stuff. Yeah, that's as well. the prince. <laughs> yeah, the prince. That's awesome. Um yeah, so that uh, that's that's awesome, dude, that you're jumping in and doing that. And ke- and also keeps you active as well. So you yep. said you're gonna get into a bit of training. You've now you've been training you're still training Rocky. You st- how yeah. how often you like even like off season now let's just say technically off season you know off season what, what are you doing still every day every day yep. still still at least one session a day um mm-hmm. a normal day maybe off season would be you know training in the morning jujitsu yep. or striking um yep. and then training in the evening for two hours or yep. whatever it may be i've been running into you a lot at valor you've been doing most yeah, of your yeah. training at valor yep. with brando so, so brando definitely one of my head coaches yes um I'd say he's my number one jiu-jitsu coach, definitely. Yep. Yes. I have like numerous like striking coaches and stuff. Yep. And I've got Renato in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Renato is like my MMA coach. Yep. I've got Ray in Sydney. I'd say he's like striking coach slash mentor. Yeah. Um, Brando is definitely my jiu-jitsu coach. Yes. Get a lot of like MMA knowledge and stuff from him as well. Very knowledgeable. Um, I work with Ryan Murphy for my boxing. Yes. So I guess Murph, he's like my yep. boxing coach. Um, yeah, I've got coaches here, there and everywhere. Yeah, I, like, I like to move around. Um well, shout out to Brando. I've been training under Brando yep. for the last yep. couple of months, uh, doing my jiu-jitsu. Uh, they got a great team over there, good bunch of blokes and chicks yep. over there, great people. Um, shout out to them. Yep. Shout out to Brando and Vela. It's probably worth mentioning when I started at Fitzroy's mm. um, back in 2017, 2018. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he was the jiu-jitsu coach there. Yep, that's right. So that's how I actually met my current coach now. At Valor, yep. Brando. Brando used to teach the classes um, at Fitzroy's for jiu-jitsu. Yep. He um, else went elsewhere, did his own thing for a bit. And then when he, when I heard he was coming back and starting up his own gym, I was like, that's where I'm going. Because yeah. 
he's mind man like he's yeah. just he's got a mind for it but you have to have a mind for it if you're not you there if you're 50 50 or you're in and yeah. out it's just not gonna work oh definitely and like especially someone on your level like for me myself personally it's more of a hobby for me like yeah. i just enjoy it because yep. it gives me something to do as a bit of a downtime yep. like uh i work pretty hard um and to me something like jiu-jitsu um is a fantastic way to sort of just Relief the stresses and all you're worried about at that point in time is you're not worried about your phone, you're not worried about what jobs are coming in, what funerals have got going on, what's got to be done. All you're worried about is not getting fucking strangled. Yeah, you're in the now. It yeah. forces you to be in the now. That's right, 100%. And um, that's a great practice to have yep. is to go and get fucking choked. <laughs> yeah. It makes you appreciate it a lot more. You only get nervous for competition? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So when I go training and, and yeah. do the rolling, like, no problem at all. Do you go to yeah. other gyms and stuff to train? Uh, well, if I, well, I used to train all the time under, um, uh, Brant, uh, obviously. Uh, and, and now and again, I'll go back to see Brant, go do some training with him. He wants to do some training here. We've got some mats here at, here at the HQ. Yep. Um, but I have, I've done a little bit, like we went, I went down to sunny coast train with, um, Coach Michael Pegg down there at Garen Ambor. Yep. Shout out to him. Uh, great facility down there. Um, and that's about it, really. I haven't, yeah. I haven't, I just sort of stick to that one spot. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no nerves like when you went trained elsewhere. Yeah, there was definitely because yeah. you always, you almost feel like you um, question your level. Okay. You yeah. know, like, oh, especially when you like, because I got my blue belt. And then when I went down and started training with, other people from a place you're not aware of like i wanted to make sure that my blue belt was the same level as every yeah, other yeah. blue belt so, so you had like a foot of, you felt like you wanted to make sure you're testing the waters that yeah, you were the yeah. same level as the other person so where would you say where's that ner- where's the nerves come from oh that's sense? just that's just a part of that's just a part of me that's yep. who I am. I think those nerves help me help me in a way keep everything level yep. and don't do anything too stupid. Once I've yep. done that first comp, like that last competition I went to was in Mackay. I went to the CQ Jiu-Jitsu Championships up there. Um, got a couple of gold up there. That was pretty good. Um, nice, man. That first match, um, yeah, just the nerves settled in. Um, but after that first match, um, all those other matches after that was fine. Yep. Like it, I got me rhythm going and yep. after that it was fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just that first one. I think you like, it's like you, you need to like, just like dip the toes in the water before you jump in type yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think nerves are great, man. Like, Oh, well, it keeps you level. I've had fights where I've felt nothing. Yeah. Mm, some of my flattest performances still yep. won, but mm, it's not worth it. Yeah. Nah, like you gotta, I think it's important to feel something. I think so too. Mm. Uh, now, the same thing can be said from a funeral director's point of view. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a rundown on that. Yep. So so the same sort of nerves as what I used to get um, was doing funerals. So it's actually speaking on the funerals as a celebrant. Yeah. I've, I've know, been to a few. You've been a couple of yeah, mine? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you've uh, been to a couple of them, haven't you, actually? Yeah, That's yeah. What, that grave yeah. sort of did. Um, oh, I took the Harley hearse. Yeah. 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 So those first couple where I was speaking in front of like people, my nerves was like through the roof roof, to the point where, like I was saying before, I couldn't actually hear, um, I couldn't hear my own voice speaking. But now these days, you know, I've done, I've done uh, well over 1100, 1200 funerals speaking on them. Um, 
I could have a thousand people in front of me and speak and I don't get nervous like I used to. Still have a little bit of a bug there. Yep. A little bit of a nerve, but it's a good enough nerve to keep everything going prop. Like I keep it very professional. If I didn't have anything, I have that tendency that I could slip and it yep. might not be as clean and proper as it should be, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, that just comes with experience, I guess. Yeah. So that's from that's probably the best way to explain it is like the exposure. Speaking. Yeah, the exposure to it, yeah. dealing with different things. Um, but that's from a funeral director's point of view, like from a funeral point of view, that's probably the best way I could explain it. And it's a similar version of when I do the jiu-jitsu stuff. But I do love jiu-jitsu. I will get back in the competitions. I'll probably do that um, probably later on in the year or early next year, yep. get back into it. Um, full time I was just starting to settle back into a bit of jiu-jitsu now I took a bit of layoff over there for the Christmas period yeah I didn't see you for a while yeah yeah I just I had other business ventures I was getting started and um, once those sort of got in and settled down and we had other people come in um, I can sort of take those afternoons off to go and do the jiu-jitsu training yeah, again, nice, which is good nice. mm, so but um, so what do you so what it's just uh Open field from here, brother, eh? So after the boxing, just Whatever see, comes my way. Whatever comes Whatever away. comes my way. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. And, and you're always going to be ready. Always. Mm. If there's options, then obviously we'll weigh up the options. Doesn't matter the options. If MMA comes through, then MMA will definitely. Yeah. That, Take precedence. We'll say yes, yes. Yeah. But um, any other options, we'll see which one's best. Or, what is, or what's the date. We're trying to, we're trying to, we just want to bang them out close, close, yeah. close. Um. So obviously, if there's something a couple months away, I'm more likely to take the one that's closer. Of course, I just want to keep the ball rolling. Like if yeah. I'm injury free, why not? Do you? I know you said you're running around weights about sixty one to sixty three. Yeah. Do you struggle to keep that weight as it is like that, or that's just? Um, is it because you keep a very strict diet? Yeah, because I maintain. Yeah. Maintain. Yeah. 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 So you don't. You don't. You keep a very strict form purely because you know that just in case you get that call. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Very smart, very smart way to yeah. do it. I think. Don't want to get that call and not be ready, man. <laughs> yeah, never. You'll fine. never catch me. No, <laughs> no, that's good. I'm t- I'm 23, man. Like so you're 23. I was meant to ask you how old you are. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm 43, it's too late. You got yeah. That's yeah. Fair enough. But no, you got so and look, you got so many years ahead of you yet too, dude. And like you know, they say you know they say people like especially MMA fighters they don't sort of reach their peak until they're in their early 30s to mid 30s yeah, hey? yeah. that's their sort I'd of like I'd say the peak. prime right now is still like 35 yeah but i think you'll find that that's going to continually drop yeah look as the level of competition gets yeah, harder and harder and you can see it like every year's now like the the competition yeah. in the UFC for instance like those top blokes in any of those divisions yeah. they are stacked any physical sport especially combat sports mm-hmm. i think it's just going to continue to get younger and younger it's it's the youth man it's like it's a oh, young yes. it's a young man sport oh it is definitely yeah. 100% um, but the, it's good to know that you've still got those years ahead of you mm. yet. You know, yep. you're not on the twilight years. You got so many years ahead of you before yep. you move. I'm at least seven years off my prime, man. No, that's it, seven, isn't it? So you, you know, it's it's good to know that you've got that time as well, yeah. and that and, and that you can still just continue with your training and doing what you need to do yep. to get there. Um, yeah. So it was actually uh, it was actually Murph that. Um, Told me to get you on the podcast. So oh, I didn't yeah. even think about it at the start. And then when he told me, I was like, oh, that's a bloody great idea. Yep. Yeah. So shout out to Murph because yeah, he was the one that brought up. Yeah. Yeah. Legend. Murder uh, boxing. <laughs> he's, um, he's good friends. He's good friends with me, brother in law. 
that's how I met Murph actually myself. Yep. Um, yeah. So and he's uh, he's does tattooing as well. He's yeah, tattooing yeah, and tattoo all that. Artists, yeah. Yeah. I see you got some ink there, mate. You got a fair view. Yeah. So my cousin Jeremy works there. Oh, do yes. you know Jeremy? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yep. So Jeremy's like my blood cousin. Yep. And then Murph's Murph's family as well. Yeah. Yeah. These does all my work. And he does all your work for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Got any new ones? Um, I don't even know what the newest one is, man. I'm always a fan of a tattoo. Yeah, I don't even... Don't even know? No, nah, I've <laughs> got, got the clock there now. you got a really cool sort of vibe going with your, with the way that you dress and you present yourself and stuff like that yeah, too. Yeah, And your social media and that sort of stuff is yep. always very colourful. Shout out to my shoe sponsor, Athleticon. They're your shoe sponsors? Yeah, bro. I got, There's some sick shoes too. Bro, that they, was the first thing I noticed. I got every colour. For the people who are listening, what that's like a, a like a violet purple, like a nice yeah, it's a violet purple. I'd say yeah. yeah. But then you got your matching shorts to go with it. Yeah, yeah. Sick. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good color colorway. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, no. So they're they're a uh, sponsor of yours. Yeah. Yeah. So they just oh, shout um, out to them. Yeah. Just they make these shoes, active wear shoes. Yeah. I've got for all the colors, man. Purple, blue, green. All right. So you were saying before about your diet and you was telling me that you like to keep you like to keep a very strict diet because there's that point there where you could be anywhere around the world at this stage, the way that everything's going with your fighting. Um so what what does your diet normally um consist of, mate? Does you have a particular routine that you stick to or do you is there a particular diet method that you like to run or what what's your game plan there as far as your dietary stuff is concerned? Yeah, so there's definitely a routine, mm-hmm. I guess, or like I'm very strict with certain meals I eat. So I eat a plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I do eat eggs, so yep. I'm not fully vegan. Yeah, um, that has been a struggle overseas when we were sure. at the World Championships, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, that kind of area. But luckily, um, my coach was very adamant that um, we would get my eggs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they they didn't want to. They didn't yeah, want really? to. They weren't. Um, Certain places they weren't, um, there's a lot of meats and stuff like that, yeah. But eggs, um, in Abu Dhabi wasn't really, I don't know, I just remember this one place we were at, they weren't serving it or something, yeah, sure. But and you don't, sure so enough, yeah, he, so he but, got um, my eggs, he got your eggs, <laughs> obviously. Um, you know, for the, I'm gonna probably assume you would consume a lot of, uh, you would burn a lot of calories or kilojoules, yeah, yeah. um, so. Would you uh, do you struggle to keep the weight on because like you got because like eating a plant based diet? No, nah, I don't struggle to keep the weight on because I can eat, bro. You can eat, yeah, a lot eat. of it, yeah, yeah, fair but, enough. Um, yeah, I just I kind of maintain sixty three kilos mm-hmm. um, with a strict diet. Yeah, just yeah. a lot of um, yeah, a lot of eggs, beans, veggies, stuff like that. I try to yeah. try to stay away from breads. Yes, uh, you know, and dairy and stuff like that. Yeah. It? They make my stomach feel yeah, not the best. And also, too, like, for training and stuff, because I'm training all the time, I don't really be feeling like that. Yeah. Do you supplement? Do you take protein sa- uh, protein shakes and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. So I take protein um, shakes, obviously, like, plant-based mm-hmm. protein sources. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, protein powders. Vitamins, like minerals. BCAs, stuff yep. like that. Vitamins, minerals. I was, like, supplementing mm-hmm. iron for yes. a while there because, you know, Hard to get ingest, thought that yeah, um, you know, vegans can't get iron. Yeah. Um, I haven't supplemented for a while now and my iron markers are like... Still good. good do you, do you keep all that regular stuff up? Yeah, so that's something I've 
done in like the last six months to a year is yeah. regular like blood tests and stuff like yeah. that. And it's um, good. It's a good indicators, aren't they? Yeah, it's just that. good to see where you're at, eh? And just yeah, see what you're lacking in, and you might feel great, but you might be lacking in something. So, how much better could I feel? Hmm. Well, that's what I. That was the first time I actually did something this year about it as well. I actually went and got some blood work done because I actually thought that I actually had something wrong with me. I thought I was a bit deficient in something. Turns yep. out that I was just overworked, <laughs> not sleeping yeah. enough. Yeah. My blood work was good. Yeah. Actually, was surprised. I was hoping that I was a bit low on the testosterone or something, get a bit of TRT. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, no, it is what it is. But um, no, that's no, that's really cool. That's really cool that you keep that real strict diet like that too. Yep. You know, it's a testament to your commitment to your passion. And a lot of people could, um, you know, it's benefit for people to hear that sort of thing too. Yeah, it's, because um, it's not a, it's not for the faint-hearted, mate. This nah. is that what you're committing yourself to is something that's really. 150% dedication. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it ain't for the weak-hearted. It is killed or be killed kind of thing. Yep. Um, yeah, so credit to you. Yeah, appreciate That's amazing. That, yeah, so, uh, so good luck with your fight, mate, coming up. Um, you said you're going to go on a train in a couple of weeks. Yeah, oh, I'm in training. You're I'm in like, training. Like, I'm just, but like the camp, it's like it's yeah, dead at a camp. I'm just, I'm still focused on MMA right now. I'm yeah, still doing right. my jiu-jitsu, still throwing my legs. Mm. Uh, when I get to Sydney, I'll cut out the legs and the grappling and the elbows and the knees and stuff like that yeah. and purely just throw the hands. Um, are you training tonight? Yeah, of course. I'm training straight <laughs> after this. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going? I've got a session at like 2.33. No idea? Yeah. You going over to Brando's? Nah, so me and Murph will get a session in today. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yep, sure. Um, oh, good. So you're doing some striking stuff. Yeah, yeah, boxing. Yeah. Oh, boxing. nice. Yep. Um, yeah, if if I'm feeling better, I'll probably go over to the Randos and stuff. Nice. Yeah, get in it. Hold you to it. <laughs> no, yeah, shit. Now I'm going to have to do it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and now you got to um, go. Yeah. Uh, also, just um, any any other announcements coming up yet, mate? Anything like that? Um, nah, uh, not right just now. Just constantly, yeah, just that yep. one thing you're focusing yep. on at the moment. There, there is some... Some things in the There's work. There's some very exciting things. Oh, cool. I won't say on here. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'll tell you after. That'd be good. But yeah. Um, well, what we'll do is we'll definitely get you back um, after your fight in July. Yeah, And cool. just uh, have you on then and get get a bit of feedback from yeah, it cool, and man, see cool. how you went and yep. see how you felt. And it'd be just good to sort of touch base and get an update on that. Yep. Uh, and then you never know. In the meantime, something else might be coming up or whatever may be the case. So it'd be good More to hear that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so, mate, it's been an absolute um, pleasure having you on, brother. I really appreciate you coming in yeah, and no, um, you, sharing those stories about everything that you're going through. Um, just to touch on things, um, with every guest that comes on, we give them a special gift. So I've got one here for you. Just hang on a sec. So everyone that comes on the Dead Ass podcast gets their own uh, gets their own nameplate from a coffin. So this one here has actually got your name on it. <laughs> so tell us what you think. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell us what you think. Hopefully we don't use this one for a while. No, but um that's right. <laughs> so it's just a token. So what it is is, yeah, essentially it's the it's a nameplate that they fix to a coffin. Yeah, right. So we give one to everyone that comes on the Hell Dead yeah. Ass podcast so you get your own coffin nameplate. Yeah, thanks for that, bro. <laughs> that's all right. I did, uh, Nico, did you end up putting yours up on the um, 
on the bed yet? There you go, it's in the car. Yeah. So, you know, you can... You Mine can do, be on the scooter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that can be your own personalised plate on the scooter, eh? Yeah, hell yeah. Good on Cheers, you, Cheers, bro. Ah, you're welcome, bro. So Appreciate that's what it. one of the guests get every time. Yep. Now, someone gave me... Someone gave me... Um, gave me a servant, actually, on the second episode that I did with Cole, uh, the morning show. Yep. And um, someone had a shot at me because I didn't have a shot of the old Don Julio. Um, Does so, that mean you got to take two? No. <laughs> I, bro, no I, can, I think you're one behind, man. You reckon I'm one behind? You got to catch up. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm gonna have. I'll have one shot for um, for Cooper and uh, to good health because that's actually one thing that you do not do, do you? Nah, do not touch do that. Not drink at that's all. Good man. So I'll have one for you as well. Uh, so. Here we go, the old DJ. Let's go. Uh, oh. <laughs> fucking Don Julio shit. What's I it might just like? think it tastes like it tastes like um metho. What is it? It's uh tequila. And it's it's Don Julio. It's like a ninety dollar bottle of piss. It is nasty. <laughs> No, it smells like rocket fuel. Mm. Yeah. It's something that you run in your, something you run down Benarabi at the racetrack. But yeah, mate. So uh, that's to uh, that was to Keel that actually had a shot at me about the not having a uh, shot on the second podcast. So shout out to him, mate. Um, so yeah, look, all the best, brother, with your fight coming up. Yep. Uh, we'll be rooting behind you there, mate. Buddy, going in, uh, sending positive thoughts. Um, we'll check in on the socials and see how everything goes. And yep. then when the time's right, mate, we'll get you back on and yep. have a bit of a chat, see how it all goes down. So thanks uh, thanks to everyone as well um, who has been sharing and liking our posts. Um, it's been fucking awesome, like, which is great. Uh, we've actually had people reach out to us as well, sharing some of their stories um, and wanting to come on the podcast and share them. And there's been some some pretty crazy ones. So we are actually going to get some of those people, make contact with them um, and get them on to share some of their stories as well. So we're tuning in, that's yeah, for sure. So thanks, man. And uh, to everyone else who's listening out there, you know, give us a, give us a follow and a, and a review and a thumbs up and a like and a subscribe. And let's just keep this uh, dead-ass podcast alive. Let's do so, it. Thanks, brother. You take thanks care. Thanks for having me, bro. Cheers, bro. You're welcome. And um, we'll be in touch, eh? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, bro. Thanks. Train by day, dead-ass podcast by night. <laughs> I'm keeping that one, too. It's going up. That might be my intro. <laughs> it needs, like, the dodgiest fucking drum at the start, eh? Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.